Hi everyone, I'm Hannah Evans. I'm a dark pop artist, singer and songwriter from the UK and welcome to the Unsigned Chat podcast. Hello and a big warm welcome back to the Unsigned Chat podcast. Where are we now? Episode 49, I think. Something like that. Happy New Year to you all and a big welcome to 2022. How are you all doing? I'm actually quite excited for 2022. I feel like there is a bit more normality returning. Seeing a lot of artists promoting that they've got new releases coming up throughout January. There's Emily Frith releasing a new single, Faded, on January the 7th. Myla V has a new single, The Game, releasing on January the 28th. So be sure to check those out. Can we just pretend that 2020 and 2021 didn't happen? I think we agree that that's what we should do. We should just pretend that 2020 and 2021 just didn't happen. There is so much great music out there. The podcast is back. We have some great guests lined up for you and a special guest on today's podcast too. Also, great news. We're bringing back Going Viral. So that's back. Go and check out Nick Tudor, who's Going Viral throughout January. Given everything that has gone on over the last couple of years, I did wonder if going viral was the right title to give it. But hey, what the heck, why not? I did mention that we have some great guests lined up for the podcast and we definitely do have a great guest for today as well. Today I'm joined by the UK pop singer-songwriter Hannah Evans. So Hannah, welcome to the Untimed Chat podcast. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. How's your day been today? It's been okay, to be fair. Not yeah. been bad at all. It's a bit cold, though. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't like cold. I can see why people emigrate. Yeah. <laughs> Where would you emigrate to if you could emigrate anywhere? Oh, um, probably New Zealand. I was born there, so I've always wanted to go back. Are yeah. you born in New Zealand, were you? That's amazing. I was. Yeah, yeah. My mum goes on about how lovely it is all the time, so I'd love to go back. <laughs> Just to make you jealous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> How's everything going with your music at the moment? Yeah, it's good, thank you. Um, I've kind of been getting back on my feet a little bit after, obviously, the pandemic and everything. So um, I've just been trying to... Um, I just started releasing again a few months ago, did a few releases, um, did my first headline show as well in October... Um, so I feel like just trying to, um, yeah, get back on my feet again and just starting to do things again. And even if they're little steps, um, that's what I've been trying to do lately. So, yeah, it's been going well. Um, slightly slow at times, of course, given the current situation. But, you know, we're getting there. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, t- t- I think everyone thought that 2021 was going to be better than 2020, didn't they? Mm, yes. Didn't quite materialise that way for everybody. No, no, I'm not so convinced that that's true, but yeah. <laughs> so obviously, you know, 2021, you released your EP, didn't you? I wish you could have seen the grow. Yeah. Tell us about that. What's the meaning behind that? Um, so the title of it is taken from one of the singles, um, Ghost. Um, and that was quite an emotional one for me to write and release, really. Um probably the most emotional one I've ever 
I've ever released and written so far. Um, so I felt like it, the name of it had to be a lyric from there. I felt like all of the lyrics from that song were really um, carefully thought out. Um, and really natural and honest so I felt like it had to be a lyric from that song um, and yeah it's a collection of uh, five tracks in total um, I released four of them as singles and then one of them was a bonus track on the day of the full EP release um, so yeah I kind of wanted to make a little bit more of a big deal about um, each track really as opposed to releasing them all in one day I decided to do them as four main singles um, just to kind of give them all that opportunity to I don't know maybe be a little bit more appreciated um, and just all have their kind of chance to shine and show their little stories because they were all quite different songs um, and so I kind of wanted to show a more versatile side to my music um, this time round, it being an EP. Um, I wanted to just show a little bit more diversity within my songwriting. So yeah, that's why I picked um, all four of those songs and chose to do it in that way. So yeah. So which is your favourite song off your EP then? <laughs> I think it would have to be, oh, I don't know. That's a really difficult question because I was going to say it have to be Ghost because that was the most you know, honest one, as I said, and that means the most to me. Um, but I do find it quite difficult to listen to for those reasons. So um, I really love something as well, the last single that I released. So yeah, between between those two, because I'd say that something has that honesty still behind it, but it's a little bit more upbeat. It's not so depressing. <laughs> so yeah, one of those two, I'd say. So when you were working on your EP, did you kind of... Mm know how you kind of wanted it to sound and what type of EP you wanted it to be or was it it was only sort of the latter stages where it kind of came together as to what it was going to sound like yeah I think it was yeah more of a I just kind of wrote the songs and um, I felt like they were all kind of tied together in a strange way so I feel like the first half of it the first two singles and then the intro track as well are a little bit more emotional um, and a little bit darker and then the second two I'd say are just that little bit more upbeat um, and bring back the energy a little bit so I kind of arranged them in that way within the EP to sound you know like a more emotional opener and then bringing back the energy but I definitely didn't write them in that order so I wouldn't say that I planned it out in that way um yeah it just kind of all came together I knew that I wanted to show a more diverse side to my music as I said um when I decided that I was going to be releasing an EP um but no I didn't I didn't plan to to write it in that way I kind of just wrote the songs and figured the rest out later <laughs> did you actually write quite a few songs and then some didn't quite make the final cut onto the EP um, yeah, well, I, yeah, like I said, I, ju I just I just write them. Um, and yeah, I do have a lot more that I've decided to um, release later. I, I wouldn't say that, that I I had any that I thought, oh, no, nah, I'm not going to release that. Um, but yes, there definitely were other tracks that I was considering putting on there. But again, like I said, didn't really fit the kind of vibe and overall um, story that I was trying to portray. So yeah, I've, I've delayed them and they, they might be coming on 
um, a later a later EP or probably just in a different release. So yeah, yeah. I always think people should release an album of all the songs that haven't made their other albums. Mm. Yeah, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? It would. I think it would yeah. be interesting of all the songs that kind of didn't make original albums, but I think it's made mm. a specific album. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good idea. So how many songs have you written today then? Oh, today. I've, I've tried to keep a list, actually, of how many I've actually got written, but it just seems impossible. Um, oof, I don't really know. Like in total from the beginning or like left? To yeah, just, just in total. Just in doesn't have to be an exact figure. Yeah, just... around 50 maybe. Maybe more. Okay. Yeah. You've certainly got yeah. a good two or three albums worth then. Yeah, yeah. I've got a couple. Um, yeah, I've got quite a few that are left that could, yeah, potentially go in in a couple more EPs. So yeah, I'm I'm quite excited for those as well. Do you have um, a specific writing style then, or you know, do you um, write a certain way, or does it kind of just depend on how you're feeling at the time? Yeah, no, I don't really. I think I used to. I used to write with a specific purpose and I wanted it all to be quite high energy. And I think you can hear that in probably the singles that I released before the EP. Um, I wrote to make it have a big chorus and like quite a lot of energy and, and that kind of thing, even though the subject matter was usually a little bit darker. I did I did write in a specific way, but um since then I kind of just yeah like like you said I just kind of write whatever I feel like now um because I think I think it is a little bit better that way um just because it's a little bit more honest then I'm not trying to to force anything or or for it to sound a certain way it just sounds how it sounds and um yeah so I, w I wouldn't really say that I I do anymore um but I do always have like a really similar process of how I write them, regardless of of what they sound like or what they're about. I always seem to just pick out chorus melodies first and that always seems to come first for me. I always focus on the chorus and then um, branch out to the rest of the song, kind of work backwards in a way. So what's your history then? As in, like, how did you get into music? What made you get into the music? Was there like a specific moment in your life where you thought music's what I want to do? Yeah, um, my whole family are very musical. Okay. Um, so I played um, instruments from a really young age. I played, I started playing the cornet when I was three um, and all my oh. other family played brass instruments as well. Um, and we played in bands um, growing up. So that was how I got into it. Um, and then I started playing piano when I was seven as well. So I was always playing instruments. Um, but I felt like I was always kind of singing, but not really taking it so seriously the whole way through growing up. Um, and I think because my other two, I've got two older sisters and they both took the brass playing quite seriously I kind of had that comparison between how I felt towards it and how they felt towards it and I knew that I just didn't really feel the same um, I found a lot more joy in singing um, and yeah I kind of used to do a little bit of songwriting when I was young but like nothing nothing great at all it was all probably awful um, but I used to you know play around with it and just just kind of have fun with it I think because there wasn't that pressure not pressure me that's not the right word but 
I don't know, maybe expectation, because obviously my older sisters did the rest of the stuff. Um, so I didn't really have that kind of thing with with singing. And it was kind of my own thing. Um, and it could kind of go how I wanted it to go. So I guess that's what made me enjoy it a little bit more. And um, yeah. Was there, was there like an awkward conversation that had to be had where you kind of like, I don't want to be the family band, I want to be out on my own? <laughs> um, I don't. Well, yeah, I did have to obviously leave the band when I was, I think I did that when I was 17. So it was quite late still. Um, did, you, did you not just like show up one day? Is that how you left? No, I did tell them. I was like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to be leaving. And I think, yeah, I don't know. I think everybody kind of expected it. Um, but yeah, no, it, it wasn't too bad, but I did feel really guilty for it. Um, but yeah, no, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would say that there was kind of a, a moment where I knew that I wanted to do it I just kind of always knew but I was always quite scared to pursue it and um yeah I kind of made a choice between I was doing musical theatre at college actually and it was making that choice because I always loved to sing um but it was making that choice between am I going to go and do pop music or am I going to go into musicals <laughs> um so that was a big decision um for me but I think when I was looking at the audition process and stuff to get into unis because I knew I wanted to carry on studying that was when it kind of clicked for me um that you had to go and sing like a pre-1965 ballad to get into the <laughs> the musical theatre schools and I was thinking mm, I'm not so sure about that and then looked at the audition process for the uni that I did end up going to and it was like a list of songs of like one of them was Adele one of them was Beyonce and I was just like yeah that just that just <laughs> feels like home to me um so yeah I think that was probably the turning point where I was like no I'm gonna do this now but yeah so basically are you not a fan of pre-1965 music then I am I am I just didn't I didn't feel like I could perform it and I didn't feel like I wanted to perform it. You know, and I could appreciate it to listen to. Um, but I was, in terms of musicals, I was way more into the modern ones. So I think that's what kind of made me think like, no, if I'm going to go into musicals, I kind of got to appreciate it, it all. I want to throw myself into it headfirst, doing all of it. Whereas if I do contemporary music, I can kind of pick what I want to do. Um, so yeah maybe that's just me being a bit fussy but here we are <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong without with having high standards yeah yeah i guess <laughs> so i mean obviously you describe the music as pop music don't you yeah what's your influences um i would say like i said it's kind of got maybe a more darker influence i always refer to banks um because I think that she's got that really great mix between either her songs are really slow and quite moving and dark and emotional um, or they're quite high energy. And I would say that my songwriting is quite similar to that where generally a lot of my songs fall into one of the two and she's got quite electronic instrumentation and production as well. Um, so I'd say that that's quite similar. Um, so I really like her music. I think it's quite experimental as well. Um, but I I feel like I was always very heavily influenced by Miley Cyrus. I would always say like I grew up with her. Um, and I really loved that album that she released last year as well. Um, like a lot, 
darker and heavier at times in that album and then quite emotional at other points as well so yeah I really like that but yeah I'd say I've got quite a lot of influences I do try to to listen to as many pop artists as possible um because I just think it's interesting you mentioned Miley Cyrus now the immediate song that comes to my head with Miley Cyrus was Can't Be Tamed oh yeah (laughs) that's that's the first song that comes to my head with Miley Cyrus Oh, yeah, that was a while ago now, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, loved that back in the day as well. I had all the CDs and everything, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, the days before streaming, eh, where everyone bought a CD. I know, I know, it's changed so much. What's your plans for 2022, then? I mean, what's what's your goals? Yeah, um, I'm just, right now, I'm doing a lot of... Um, songwriting with other people and for other people I'm doing quite a lot of co-writes um I've been doing some features as well so like um featuring on the vocals um with like producers and stuff so I'm kind of trying to um make more connections with others make music with others because I just think it's great to have that other perspective on it um I think you always come out with something better when you've got another perspective there um and I personally really hate writing lyrics as well. So having oh, someone to help me, yeah, I really struggle with it. Just because I struggle to get it to sound nice. I know what I'm trying to say, but it just doesn't come off so elegantly a lot of the time. So I do really like someone um, to help me out with like rewording it, essentially. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to um, do a lot more of that and um just keep learning as well I, I I like to keep learning about writing as well I think that that's really the best way to learn about um writing better um is just to do it with other people and just launch in um so I'm doing a lot of that um hopefully gonna keep releasing as well again I kind of want to get like a nice collection together and of course I haven't written co-writes to fit in with the rest of my music as well so maybe piecing that together um you know if there's any tracks that I want to put on an EP um and I, I do want to do more more shows now that I've done my my first headline um of course I don't know if that's going to be possible um but hopefully if it's you know safe enough and everything like that I do really want to get back into it because I feel like this year is the first time that I've taken my uh live shows really quite seriously spent a lot of time on um getting the sound right and um having really great players um in the band so yeah I I definitely want to um do more gigs and stuff this year as well because I think that that bug has definitely come back um yeah this year from playing shows so yeah so with with your gigs like what's your favorite type of venue that you'd like to perform in I think hmm, I, I think I'd just rather play like a festival or something than like a specific venue just because I, I just it's about you know new people seeing you and 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 reaching out to others and I think that there's always that really great energy at a festival as well like everyone wants to have a good time and obviously that's the whole the whole point of music as well is to you know help other people feel emotions so um yeah that's that's probably the main the main goal there I guess also with 
festival, you know, everyone that's there is, is paying to listen to music. Whereas yeah. if you go to a lot of venues, you know, certainly if you play in like pubs and bars and places like that, mm. people are there normally to drink and it's just to listen to the music because the music's there. Yeah, Whereas exactly. You're in the background. Yeah. And I always feel sorry for artists when they're performing in pubs and bars where people aren't really listening to mm. the performers doing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it's almost like it's a very hard way of trying to keep them entertained, isn't it, when they're not really there to listen to the music, they're there to more socialise, whereas a festival, it's there purely for music. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. So which festival would you like to play then next year? Um, I think because it, it because it's so close to home and it happens in Brighton, I would love to do Great Escape. Um, okay. Just because I think it's a really nice one to do. Um, you know, you've got not really a, like one specific stage. They have all of the gigs in like really strange places like um, scattered across Brighton. And I think that's quite a fun way of doing it that people kind of like move over and, um, you know, come across to to your show or even they're just walking past in the in the street or, or whatever. Um, and yeah, so I really like the the concept of that. Um, yeah, but but I, I love them all really. Like I would I would do any of them to be honest. Um, I got booked to play um, Boardmasters a few a few years ago, and then it sadly got called off because of the weather. That was actually the year before the pandemic. Um, so I would love to do that one as well because it's that one again is so close to home. I'm from Cornwall, so I would love to play Boardmasters as well. Finally. <laughs> well, fingers crossed that that might be an option then. Yeah, you would hope. Have you ever watched Firefest on um, Netflix? Oh, I think I did a long time ago. Yeah. No, that was interesting. That's not one I would like to, <laughs> to turn that's... up to all prepared. <laughs> no, that, I think that's what you call how not to do a festival. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh, I'd be fuming if that was me. Yeah, I think I would as well. Yeah. <laughs> the concept of it, seemed like a really good idea you know like a good mm. upmarket festival so the concept of it was like really good yeah yeah it was the execution that was the problem mm. yeah definitely or lack of maybe yeah. maybe, <laughs> maybe lack of is a better word yeah <laughs> but because uh, they, they boast obviously about people staying in real nice accommodation didn't they but when they actually turned up it was more mm. like um, tents that they use in like yeah. earthquake zones People, areas where it's been like destroyed. Yeah, that would be awful, wouldn't it? It would, especially if you've spent like a lot of money to go out there to perform. Yeah, and I'm not a camping person anyway. So if I'd been guaranteed a nice place to sleep, yeah, I'd be fuming. <laughs> so you're not into camping though, even though you like to play at festivals? Oof. No, not really. I would do it, of course, for the festival, you know. Um, but no, it's really not my thing. I, I used to go to, to Ballmasters like when I was younger. Um, because of course, you know, it's like the only one that happens in Cornwall. So yeah, I would go, but yeah, it's the camping that is just not fun for me. I just want a shower, I don't want to lie on the ground. Um, yeah, no, it's it's not for me. <laughs> sounds like you're like your creature comfort mm, yes yeah maybe 
yeah just oh I can't I just can't deal with the you know the sore neck and the back and no Oof. sounds like you've had a bad experience camping once I think it is just that that I've been to, to to festivals before and you know you feel rubbish when you wake up and you've been drinking the night before anyway let alone you're sleeping on the ground like you know I wouldn't say that that was my happiest time though. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that could be a song there though yeah <laughs> that's good inspiration actually you might use it I think there's nothing less attractive than people trying to clamber out of the tents first thing on a morning oh yeah oh no I just don't like it and it gets really hot in the tent and yeah, no, it's given me bad memories. <laughs> yeah, let's move on quickly then. <laughs> so what would you say your highlight from 2021 was, even though it was a bit of a, a crappy year? Mm, yeah, I would say that it was probably doing the headline show. I would say that that was actually probably the highlight because, of course, releasing the EP was really important to me, but it's less of like an actual event on the day. It's more like you put in loads of work running up to it. And then on the day, it's kind of like sit back and watch it happen kind of thing. So it feels like less of an actual um, thing on the day. So, yeah, I would probably say that it was um, playing the headline show just because it was it was really fun. Um, it was nice to see people there. And we were, it was at a time where people could come into the venue and, and you know, um, be fairly comfortable at least. Um, and all of my family got to come and they've not seen me play before. Um, so yeah, I would say that that was, that was a highlight doing a nice long set as well. So I got to play a lot of songs. Um, yeah, that was really, really fun. Good. Hopefully 2022, you'll be able to do that again. Yeah, let's hope. Yeah, I would, I I'm would hope so. See, in my mind, I'm hoping that 2022 is going to be like 2018 yeah <laughs> yeah before it all kicked off yes oblivious. <laughs> that's what i'm hoping for yeah now, yeah if you've ever listened to any of the previous unsigned chat podcast episodes mm. there's a common denominator with the guests we have on and it's interesting because a lot of the guests at some point have written songs about friends even though the friend okay. may or may not know that they've written a song about them. So my question to you is, have you written a song about any of your friends and do they know? Oh, yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, the song uh, on my EP, uh, Can't Be Without Me, that's about friends. That's about moving away from um, bad friends. <laughs> so We've all had them, Anna. We've all had them. It's perfectly yeah. normal. It's fine yeah um so yeah wouldn't consider them friends anymore i haven't told them it's about them um so no i'm guessing that they don't know um but yes i wrote that about moving away from from bad friendships just because it feels really annoying when you feel like you've done all you can to be a really good friend and um they've been really ungrateful and you know whatnot so it's kind of an angry song um but it's also very um, sassy as well, being like, you know, you won't find a friend like me kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, suppose, I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? It's, 
friends are quite good in some respects because they give you some great inspiration for songwriting. Yes. Yeah, they do. I think that they're really interesting relationships because they're just like we don't have those like same boundaries that we have with like romantic relationships like friendship is a lot more open isn't it because you can have such different levels of friendship so I I do find them really interesting relationships and I also find it quite interesting that like it can hurt just as much not you know not having that friendship anymore just like it can with you know a romantic relationship so yeah I do find them um quite an interesting topic (laughs) But I think even I mean, Taylor Swift, she made a living out of writing songs about other people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, she did. So, yeah, no, they, they are definitely good topics. Let's just hope your friends obviously don't find out that you've written songs about them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't need the drama from that. <laughs> made in uh, Chelsea or anything like that. Oh, we don't yeah. need drama. <laughs> no, no, we don't. So what's the biggest thing you would say you want to achieve in 2022? Um, I think, I don't know, you know, I think I just want to write more, I think, and just come out of next year being um, really happy and secure in the place that I am as a songwriter, I think. I think that's probably the most, um, I think that would be a really personally rewarding thing, um, as opposed to, you know, um, achieving goals in terms of playing a certain amount of shows or whatever of course I'd still love to do those things but I think yeah having a little bit more confidence and versatility in myself as a songwriter I think that's probably the thing that I want to achieve the most. If you could songwrite with one other artist who would then release the song who would you like who do you love to collab with? anyone anyone at all I think I would pick I think it would have to be Taylor Swift for me because I just I really love her songwriting yeah and of course that would be a great fan base as well she's gonna then release the song that's wonderful for me so yeah no I really admire her as a songwriter I think all of her songs are um really interesting songwriting wise um and yeah, I really love that there's just a different theme for every single album. They're all kind of linked, but yet all of the songs sound different. And um, it's quite honest songwriting as well. So, yeah, I think I think it would have to be her. I mean, I like the fact that she's now beginning to release her older stuff again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because that's kind of like where her fan base was founded, wasn't it? So, yeah. Um, and it's really interesting as well to like hear those songs again now and they've really stood the test of time they're still good now so yeah I think that's really impressive I think that's a sign of a good writer though isn't it it's when you could release a song and it's still as relevant now as it was when you first released it yeah absolutely yeah and she's found a different way to to um, perform some of them as well so I think that's really great definitely so what's in 2022, what precautions will you be taking to keep yourself safe with all the craziness of the pandemic? Um, yeah, just continuing to, to do what I'm doing, really. Um, I haven't done a huge amount of 
music stuff publicly as I said I only did a few shows this year mm-hmm. um, and that was at a time where it felt comfortable to do so so um, as much as I've talked about shows I won't be going ahead with anything if I feel uncomfortable to do so um, and just therefore trying to just create a little bit more from home um, continuing to work on social media um, and yeah connecting with people in that kind of way and maybe doing some more releases as well um as opposed to you know going out and 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 playing gigs a little bit more if I don't feel comfortable so yeah that would probably be the plan yeah I think there's there's only so much people can do isn't there as long as you're sensible there's only so much individuals can do yeah exactly yeah and it's it's been such a long time now as well and it felt like it was all starting up again but you know I don't know now we don't know again so I can't really make um any plans and I don't want to do that because then I might end up disappointing myself so yeah I stopped making um big plans last year in terms of you know shows and stuff like that until I knew that it was possible so yeah probably continuing to to keep on that same path i think that's the thing isn't it if you don't make plans you can you can never get disappointed yeah exactly (laughs) so do you ever pitch your music to other artists then to record if you don't use them for your albums and eps um do you know what i've not actually had that situation where i thought that a song isn't right for me um okay yeah yeah i haven't i i think i know my voice really well i'm really into um like singing was obviously the the biggest part of it for me that's how I you know got onto this path um as opposed to the songwriting it was always the singing for me um and I teach vocals as well so I'm very into my voice and I know it very well so I'm quite good at writing it for my voice and the style in which I sing um so yeah no I've actually I've actually not had that situation yet where I've 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 pitched to other people but yeah I wouldn't put it um past me to to do that I would definitely pitch to other people yeah if, if I didn't want to um use something of my own because you know I might as well go to someone else like in it instead of not being used so yeah I would definitely do that if the situation came about I think that's the thing isn't it it's if the opportunity comes up it's always it's always interesting to see what potential there is yeah yeah for sure yeah and like I said I've worked with other people who've got um you know we've we've come up with songs together and we've not really written for one of us or 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 whatnot so um yeah it's kind of just about deciding who feels more comfortable with it and and that kind of thing so if you were to have a dinner party and you could invite any celebrity you wanted who would it be you could have up to six people if it's less oh than six gosh. minutes, it's not really a party. Oh, God. Um, so they don't have to be artists. They can be any celebrity. It can be anybody. Anybody. Oh, my God. Helps if they're alive, though, because if they're dead, conversation yeah. is minimal. Yeah, that's so great. <laughs> um, oh, God. I mean, you can invite him, too. <laughs> um. I don't know now I'm, I'm trying to think and and everybody possible has flown out of my brain um who would be good good conversation well as we spoke about me and Chelsea earlier I love 
Ollie Locke from Made in Chelsea. Okay. Yeah. I think he seems like the nicest person. I would love him to be my friend. Um, and yeah, I'd probably he'd probably get an invite. He's good. He's he's good chat. Um, God, it I don't be, know. It would either bring good chat or a lot of drama. Yeah, yeah, one or the other. <laughs> that's okay. As long as the drama's not with me, that's fine. I can sit back and watch. It might be quite entertaining. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, I don't know. I definitely have to get some legendary artists there for sure. Like I said, I would definitely, I've always said Miley Cyrus is the one person I think I would cry if I met, like all the time, just because she's like been, you know, in my life for so long. I think, I think she would be an interesting guest at a dinner party. She would. She'd be a laugh. And yeah, no, I think she'd be hilarious. Because she doesn't uh, take herself too seriously, does she? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, God, sorry, I'm taking so long to answer this question it's now. It's okay, don't you worry. We can edit the silence out, don't you worry. <laughs> I'm acting like it's a proper situation. <laughs> I'm acting like it's genuinely seriously. got a pick. <laughs> Um, Instagram, who comes up? Who do I <laughs> Because, oh, I just don't know. I don't really follow that many people. It'd be interesting. Um, Have you met many celebrities? No. No, I haven't. No. And I think that they've got this weird thing where, like, I would feel, um, I don't know if I would actually enjoy being around them because I'd just be sat there like mm, I can't say anything else they might just that I'm really awkward, weird that awkward stare sort of thing yeah <laughs> yeah so I'd just probably be like hi um, <laughs> um yeah no I don't know I'm trying to I'm trying to think but I really can't think of any other celebrities I definitely I think that those two would be good I've only ever met three celebrities. Really? Yeah. G uh, Gino DeCampo. Oh, yeah. He's quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he's funny. John Chalice, who played Boy Scene Only Fools and Horses. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think I think he was called Masood, who was the postman in EastEnders years ago. Oh. And yes. I actually met him in Nando's in Borehamwood. Really? Oh, that's great. What a good setting. I know. But it's with other people. You know, <laughs> we sat at the table, you know, when you're thinking, is that, is that, is that him? It doesn't look yeah. like him. And then you're there sort of like Googling. Yeah, like, is that him? Is that what he looks it like? But it was interesting because he was with his family and uh, nobody kind of like bothered him when he was with the family. And then when he stepped right. outside, everybody kind of like runs up to him and goes, can I have a photo taken with you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sure, no problem. Oh... Uh... Yeah, see, I feel like I just wouldn't want to go and approach them because I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm too scared. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're the only three that I've ever met. But apparently yeah. if you go to Sandos in Borehamwood, mm. that's where a lot of the EastEnders cast go. Because oh, right. Studios isn't far from Nando's, apparently. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Imagine if you go there every day, it looks a bit weird. Yeah, <laughs> waiting for someone to arrive. Yeah, it does look a bit weird. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Being from being from Cornwall, there's not really anyone famous just like strolling the streets. So, um, yeah, I've not really had that situation where I've had to had to be a bit starstruck yet. <laughs> Cornwall's a beautiful place. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, I'm back home for for Christmas now. So yeah, it's nice to to finally be back. I haven't been able to visit too much in the last few years. So yeah. So do you, do you prefer Cornwall or Brighton? Well. I like to visit Cornwall now. I can appreciate it now that I don't live here all the time. But when I did live here, growing up, I did find it really boring. And it's really difficult to get from one place to the next and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really appreciate it now for, um, you know, coming down for certain amounts of time. But I do really love Brighton actually I thought that the city might be a bit much for me like when I moved I thought I might find it a bit too intense like not having um lived that way before but actually it's quite a calm city in comparison to a lot of others so no I I do really like being there I like the the contrast between between both but yeah I do think I would get a little bit bored if I had to live in Cornwall permanently again. <laughs> yeah, I love Brighton. I think it's a, it's an amazing place and such yeah. a quirky, vibrant place. It is. People can wear whatever they want. Nobody batters yeah. an eye. Yeah, exactly. It is. And it's quite a small city as well. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not massive. Um, so it's quite nice that, you know, I know it quite well now as well. Like it doesn't seem really intimidating because I don't, you know there's not parts of it that I don't know and and that kind of thing so yeah no I do really enjoy living there. There used to be a really nice little pub that used to do live music called the Mucky Duck. Oh yes yeah. I don't know is this? I think it's still there I haven't been for obviously a really long time like the last few years but I I did go to a show there three years ago maybe yes I have I have been there but yeah I'm not sure I would hope it's still there (laughs) it's such a quirky place though because they have have live music there and then when they close up there was somebody across the road there must be some like flats or something but they were playing music out of their window so then people then just kept part kind of going but in the street a mind-blowing place it's just such quirkiness but such really nice people yeah yeah it is quite friendly actually yeah for sure that's what, what I noticed when I moved there first yeah it's really friendly like you go into coffee shops and you know people always have a little chat with you and, and whatnot so yeah yeah I'd agree with that it's really friendly so did you move to Brighton for to go to university then or yeah I did yeah so I've been there about four years now yeah right okay yeah so not too long but um yeah I've stayed there now that I've finished uni so yeah long enough to realize you didn't want to go back home yeah I think so just uh, there's just not much music going on here you know so I've kind of got to be in a city to be playing shows regularly and and that kind of thing it's nice not being too far from London as well Um, because there's a lot more pop music going on in London than there is in Brighton. That's the only thing. I think the Brighton music scene is just a little bit heavier than um, 
you know than what allows for me to you know, play a gig all the time you know like it's 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 a bit heavier than that so um it's nice to be close to the London where there's pop music going on all the time but I don't feel that kind of I don't feel too much pressure um from it because I'm not surrounded by pop musicians so it's quite a nice balance because I always found that Brighton also used to get really good weather yeah yeah it is pretty sunny actually yeah it's nice I guess that must be because they're closer to France yeah, maybe actually. Yeah, I hadn't considered that, but yeah, it probably is that, isn't it? Yeah, it's such a great place. Hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a lovely place. So, when do you think you'll be back in the studio again then? Um, well, I've been there recently working on a um, one of my new songs um but i'll probably just get straight back in after christmas to be honest as soon as i'm back in brighton again after christmas i'll just yeah get straight back in i think because like i said i've written loads i just haven't got them um produced yet but i am still continuing to write anyway on um new stuff so yeah i'm just kind of uh working on on little bits all the time so yeah i'll probably just launch back in straight away <laughs> Is like the studio your second home? Um, almost. Yeah, yeah, almost. I'm not there like too much. Like we probably do a production session about once a week. Okay. Um, so I'm not there like constantly, but yeah, no, I am there quite frequently. And and yeah, when we're there, it's usually quite focused. So yeah, it does feel like a bit of a another office. <laughs> um, what do you think? The people you work with in the studio would say about you, do, would they say that you're a bit of a diva when it comes to music and how you oh, want I things to sound? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> um, I am a little bit picky at times. I would say I'm a little bit picky at times. And I quite often like to take things away and listen to it for a while and then come back because... I think as well, when you're in an environment like that and you're listening to it constantly, it's really difficult to then uh, give like an objective opinion because you've heard it so much. You just mm -hmm. can't, um, you can't really hear what's going on because you're just familiar already. Um, so I do quite like to take it away. And I imagine that that's quite frustrating as well, because if you're just getting into it with somebody and then I'm like, no, sorry, I've got to take it away and just come back to it and let you know what I think in a bit. Um, but I hope I'd be nice to work with. One would hope. I'm not, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying you wouldn't be nice to work <laughs> no, with. I know. To work with. Yeah. No, I know. Don't worry. Um, yeah. No, I. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm. I'm. I'm too picky, but it is just more of a process where, like, I think now me and my producer have got to the point where we've worked together for about three years now, and so it's not really like anyone's feelings are hurt if someone says no I really don't like that like we're just like okay fine and we move on to something else so so yeah <laughs> the producer basically knows that you're the judge jury and executioner yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> at some point we'll come around to your way of thinking yeah exactly <laughs> well we're quite on the same wavelength anyway because like I said I've got 
quite a classical background and so does he like he played um classical piano as well so we've both got quite similar in, um influences in that respect actually um we've always got quite um quite extravagant like string parts within a few of my newer songs as well and it sounds quite classical if you isolate them um so that's actually quite nice that we're we're on the same wavelength in that respect that's good yeah if you've been working with each other now for three years you should be on the same wavelength i would have thought yeah yeah <laughs> you'd hope so <laughs> do you work with lots of other people then or just kind of like one person you have quite a big sort of people that you can call upon for sort of different sounding songs or yeah I've definitely branched out on that this year I think you know being everybody doing things on zoom almost gave me like um an excuse to just reach out to more people because it's not like it was an effort to go and meet anybody or like anybody was too busy or anything like that so that kind of allowed me to feel better about that so I, I definitely broadened that this year um I do have a producer that I work with on the majority of things um which is the one that I just mentioned um but I have started working with with a few others as well and a few other songwriters as I said so um yeah it is a lot more diverse now and I think that there's a definite um strength that me and my normal producer have together like we definitely have a preference for that darker kind of sound and and that kind of thing I think that's what our strength is together so um I am working on some more kind of um energetic upbeat kind of stuff with some other producers as well so yeah it's quite fun actually to branch out and get um new sounds yeah very good so do you prefer your songs to be more sort of dark or more energetic? What's the sort of thing that you like and what for you? Um, I, I do really like a mix. I mean, when I'm listening to music, I do prefer it to be more upbeat. So when I'm creating music like that, I find it a lot more fun. I really enjoy the process of, of that. And I really enjoy listening to them when they're upbeat and and fun and I can just envision performing it always I just always imagine like being on a stage and performing it and thinking like this would be a great energy um to perform um but I find the process a lot more rewarding and a lot more personal when it's it's darker because it almost feels like I'm just getting things off my chest in that kind of way um so I I yeah it's a really different mood because again like I say I, I couldn't really say that I enjoy working on the dark stuff when it's so emotional but at the same time afterwards it's really rewarding and um I enjoy having got that off my chest kind of thing so yeah it's it's a bit of both really I look like I quite like the mix between the two I suppose if if you were writing constantly like sad or emotional songs eventually that becomes like emotionally draining on yourself yeah yeah exactly i i really do feel like i i write like a few energetic ones for every one depressing one that i write um so yeah that that definitely helps yeah do you have quite a lot of like ideas of songs then that you haven't quite done anything with or like a couple of lines for a potential song that you haven't yet done anything with oh yeah loads yeah I've got honestly probably 
hundreds and hundreds of voice notes on my phone of just because mm. I'll just have like a random chorus idea or like and usually it hits me like in the middle of the night <laughs> or oh. I'm trying to drift off to sleep and I'll just be having like a melody over and over in my head so um yeah so I just record it and then I'm like right I can sleep now um it's like I can't sleep until I've got that off my chest so um yeah I've got loads that you know I'm trying to sift through them all at the moment actually um but I've got a lot of just like a chorus and that's it um so yeah I've got a lot of that but hopefully I'm going to get through through them all at some point that'd be an interesting song wouldn't it if it was just choruses yeah 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 it might be quite quite interesting it might be quite draining by the end but you never know <laughs> <laughs> what would the song be called just a chorus yeah yeah why not <laughs> call it what it is that could be your next release Hannah that could be your next release it could, couldn't it? <laughs> I could tell that you're thinking but it's not gonna be <laughs> <laughs> oh I think I'd be drained by the end I'd be like that was all the catchy melodies I had in my whole brain and now I've got none left for any of the songs <laughs> do you get quite a lot of sort of random thoughts then that you think oh that'd be quite good in a song yeah yeah I think I'm always thinking that way and then I'll come back to it later and be like actually that was really awful and cringy but um you know I wrote it down so it's fine um yeah no it's always when you're doing something quite um like monotonous like if you're I always get shower inspiration and I'll run out of the shower like dripping wet gotta find my phone to do a voice note um like that kind of thing or I'm walking along somewhere yeah I just get like it will just be like one line sometimes as well and that's the frustrating thing of it like I said I've got so many of just like a little section and it's like why can't mm -hmm. I just have like a verse inspiration for a change <laughs> you know um yeah so yeah it's quite like that I suppose that's good though because it better be to be like that than the other way where you're like struggling for ideas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it is it is a lot less at, at times. I think my mind is a lot more preoccupied. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I try and find ways to kind of just like free my my brain up from that chat um, so that, you know, I can kind of let let other inspiration come in. So, yeah, that's something that I try and do quite frequently. Have you ever written a song and it kind of, when you were writing it, it sounded one particular way, but then when you recorded it, you changed it and it sounds like completely different from what you originally thought it was going to sound like? And if so, which song? Yeah, I think I have. I'm trying to think now. Um... Yes, yeah. So Catch My Eye on my EP, the first mm -hmm. single that I came out with, um, that ended up being so different to what I thought it was going to be. I love it all the same, but it's ended up being quite um, piano-y and quite ambient, whereas yeah. like I was planning for that to be another quite, it is still dark, um, but a little bit more upbeat I think I would say that that's more of a almost low-key kind of version of of 
one of my more upbeat songs and I, I, I do like now actually that it is like that because I don't think that it needs to be full power energy all the time um but yeah no that came out completely differently I was thinking it would be more like um do you know the song Unholy by Miley Cyrus Mm-hmm. she released it a few years ago yeah I was planning yeah. for it to be kind of more like that and it's ended up more um oh what was that song called by Billie Eilish um oh I can't remember the name of it now but there's one that it sounds really like um in terms of like piano instrumentation to me um, okay because it's right on the tip of my tongue it's going to annoy me if I don't find it uh everything I wanted yeah that one did you just google it Yes. <laughs> it was never going to come to me. My brain just works in mysterious ways. Um, yeah, so it's ended up turning out more like that in terms of like the the piano part. Um, that's what I always think it sounds um, fairly like in terms of the instrumentation. I think the melody is quite different. But um, yeah, so they're quite two different moods. Um, so yeah that's what I was I was planning for but I'm I am happy with it the way that it is now because like I said I think it it means that my songwriting and that whole EP is is more diverse now yeah it's a really good EP it's interesting how we talk it's interesting you're talking about how the song originally sounded one way but then it changed yeah yeah and I think that's because like I wrote it back at the time where um like I said before I was trying to write in a certain way and to fit a certain style but actually the the mood and the lyrics and all just reflected a different a different kind of energy so um yeah I'm glad it ended up like that well it's been absolutely lovely talking to you Hannah yeah you too thank you for having me you're very welcome also a big thanks to everyone who listens to our podcasts each week thank you so much for joining us for that And we uh, hope you'll continue to listen to our podcasts. Hope you can join us next week for another episode of the Unsigned Chat podcast. But until then, have a great week. (laughs) 